Hey guys, Eric Sue here. So the following is a clip from the Leveling Up Founders Mastermind that happened in Beverly Hills. And you're going to hear from some amazing founders, some amazing marketers and investors. And this was a private event that happened. So again, you'll get a preview of it. If you want to learn more, you can go to levelingup.com slash founders. Once again, levelingup.com slash founders. And without further ado, enjoy the clip. Compared to like traditional traffic analytics or product analytics is that behavioral analytics is trying to help you visualize and understand your customer's journey, customer's intent behind the actions that they do, their journey across your product. And this is a problem we faced in Microsoft. Working on search in Microsoft Bing, we would run A-B experiments, try to figure out what was resonating with users, what wasn't. And we would get A-B scorecards that were up and down, and we didn't really understand why. And then we had these amazing product managers that we awesome stories and convince the rest of people this is why we should ship it. So we felt like we were being misled or not dri driving with data. So that's why we ended up building a product that we call Microsoft Clarity. And Microsoft Clarity initially as it started as an internal skunk, skunk Works project, later turned into an external product. And what Microsoft Clarity's goal is to help you build better products by helping you understand your users. And it has a core set of functionalities First, if you've never used any sort of analytics products, this is gonna be something new to you. But first, I think Neil already started the survey that I was gonna do, which is how many people use Google Analytics and, I, and look at it daily, and I saw only about half. But how many people use any sort of behavioral analytics on their products or apps? Okay, few. Assuming none of you probably use Clarity. Yes, perfect, then I'm, my money's spent. <laughs> because my goal is to convince you all to use this. And the reason for it is the second reason that Neil actually made my point for me, which is a lot of these analytics products, they're not actionable. That's the reason you're not going into Google Analytics every day is because there's nothing immediate you can do with this. No quick insight you can gather from it. And that's where Clarity changes the game. One, it has these session replays where you can actually watch how a user navigated across your website, application, or app. It can aggregate this data across users and generate heat maps of where users are clicking, where they're not, how far they're scrolling, and then finally find you insightful metrics that are focused on user behavior like rage clicks, dead clicks, and we'll talk about those in a second. But the last part is helping you make sense of this data in a meaningful way. Because I know all of you do not have the time to spend time looking at recordings or heat maps all day. And that's where we introduced Copilot and Clarity. And I don't know if you guys heard of that term recently, but Microsoft's been pretty big about Copilot. So we introduced Copilot and Clarity where now it's able to summarize a session recording. No matter if it's 10 seconds or four hours long, you get quick bullet points of what's happening in the sessions. And another feature we're about to release, and you guys are the first ones to see a video demo of it, is a chat experience within Clarity, where now you can actually don't need to deal with the data, the graphs, all of that. Ask it questions that you want to answer. And it pulls up based on your data. And this really empowers anyone in your company, anyone in your business, to be able to ask the relevant questions, whether you're a designer, product manager, developer, intern, doesn't matter. You ask the right questions, it gives you the answers. But let's talk about how companies have actually been using a product like this to improve their business. And I'll start with simple examples to more complex, but the first one is understanding visibility of your product 
and your key call to actions. So this is a, a case study with a company called Travel Boom. They manage the Myrtle Beach Golf Trips website. I don't know how many people have used this, but some of you might have. And they found that looking at the scroll heat map, this is showing how far people actually scroll on their particular website. Less than 50% were actually seeing their main call to action, how they make money by clicking on the Shop Now button. And that's because when an average page loads on a person's monitor, the Shop Now button's below, and they have to scroll down to actually see it. So not rocket science. All they did was move that button up. And they saw immediately 30% increase in conversions. Right? Very simple. Second, bubble tea. Pearly is a bubble tea company where they sell bubble tea kits. And they started in the pandemic, so everything was online. And they looked at the click heat map to understand where people were clicking. And they saw more people were actually clicking on the learn more button than the add to cart button on their pages. And they didn't understand why. So they actually went and looked at session recordings of users after they clicked the learn more. What were they doing next? Why didn't they just click add to cart? And they found that majority of these people were scrolling down to see how to use this kit because the product itself was new, and they didn't know, is this a very complicated product to build, or is it very simple? And after they learned that, they built a simple GIF about how to use their product, put it on their landing page, before they asked people to add it to their cart. And they saw 35% increase in conversions. Another example is in your sign-up flow. Right? This is one of the big areas people get a lot of drop-offs in. You spend all this time driving users to your landing pages, to your websites, and then try to convince them to sign up or buy your product, and you see a lot of drop-offs. And that's what ProProfs was seeing as well. And they, they were analyzing their full end-to-end -end funnel, and they saw the biggest drop-off in their funnel was at sign-up. So again, they looked at Clarity Session Recording to understand what was causing these drop-offs? Where are people getting stuck? And they found that some of the content they had on the sign-up page wasn't obvious. For example, I know the screenshot's a little small, but they have a way for you to sign up with a Google account or a Facebook account. But it's not the main thing. It looks part of the header. You tend to ignore it and go straight to filling out your content. And then people start abandoning it because of something happened or some bug in their code or they got distracted. So they did something very counterintuitive but simple, which is they broke up their sign-up page into three separate pages. And that actually yielded in 27% increase in monthly sign-ups and 70% increase in end-to-end -end conversions across their funnel. And that's huge. And this is simple change that they were able to use data-driven knowledge to make changes to their site. Another example, one of my favorites, is Hello Prenup. I don't know how many of you watch Shark Tank, but Shark this was on Shark Tank, and their whole goal is to help couples that are about to get married write a prenup without getting a lawyer involved. So not the sexiest product or not the easiest conversation to have with your potential partner, but it's an important need for anyone. But their main challenge was this is a complicated topic, let alone for anyone that's not savvy in legal terms or anything. This is very difficult. And so they wanted to understand what were the pain points customers were facing on their website as they're going through building a prenup. And how do they figure out how to make their product simpler? So again, they looked at clarity data on their site. And they found issues with, for example, user experiences, where they had disconnects between how they designed the site to where people should fill out information versus where people thought they need to enter information. 
and this looks very obvious when you look at it now, but customers are actually getting confused, and you have video evidence to show that. Then the second thing, and this is something for all the content people in the room, is the actual content that they wrote to explain how to do some of this. So what they saw was you can see here that you can see a person's mouse moving over the text. And this is actually a common way people read content on a website. Actually, I found three or four different ways. The first is people actually highlight text as they're reading content on a page. Second, they move their mouse like this. Third, they park their mouse and see. Or the fourth, which is me, which is they just look at pictures. But clearly, this person's the second where they're like following along. And they found cases where people were moving their mouse over the same region over and over. And it's because that text was too complicated. They needed a way to simplify it so that people can understand what to do next. So they made all these little changes in their site that increased their monthly revenue month over month by 32%. So these aren't rocket science problems. You just got to know where to look. You got to look at your own product, go into your experience, and see what other people are experiencing. Right? You don't want to take that same mistake of assuming what makes sense for you makes sense for your customer. And this is not something just startups face, but even big companies like Bing. Right? We had this issue with on Bing. And how we found this issue was this, with this concept of rage clicks. So I don't know how many people are familiar with rage clicks, but let's say you ever submitted a form online and you click submit. It didn't work. So you click it again. Didn't work. So you angrily click it now. That's rage clicks. You've all faced this, I'm sure. And we can detect that. And we were seeing rage clicks on the search input box on Bing. And we're like, what? And we looked at a couple of the recordings, and we see that people were trying to reformulate their query. They want to delete that text or add to it, and they weren't able to. Why was that? It was a simple issue. There was a simple padding issue. Where you could enter was, I don't know, 30 pixels off than it should be. And that was it. And we would have never found this with traditional metrics, right? We're like, oh yeah, a lot of people are interested in clicking on the search box. Great. We're doing our job well. But when you try to define it with behavioral metrics in mind, like rage clicks, you notice what's actually happening. So, you know, not rocket science again. We made a simple change to move that padding. And this drove huge amounts of satisfaction for our customers, improved our query reformulation, even improved some revenue for us. So again, this is faced by everyone in the industry.